Hey, look, um, I was talking to someone before the service started. I found myself getting quite emotional. Like, um, this is so special. Like, this is like a baby church, really. But look at the size of you guys and the quality of people. I just feel, um, my, my heart feels really full. And when we're worshipping, I just think, what? This is a special, special place. You're so blessed. So we love these guys, um, Sam and Jen. Just these guys, I mean, talks about, he says, I'm a legend. Mate, you've heard him preach, so you know what he's like. And his heart and... So, yeah, this is special. But anyway, um, Sam asked me if I'd share a little bit about um, encountering God and welcoming in the Holy Spirit. And when I arrived, I said, um, if, if that happens, there could be some mess. So that can happen, can't it? So we're, you're, you're up for that? If, if, honestly, if the Holy Spirit came, um, I remember I was at uh, Bible college when I was really, I first got saved and I went to a faith Bible college. And um, we had this really old uh, guy. His name was Milton Smith. He was a, every single light, he, there was not a straight part of his face. It was wrinkled, it was wrinkled from here all the way right, right down. He was just wrinkles. But my goodness, he knew God. And um, I remember sitting in his class once and I just got goosebumps because he said, if Jesus was to walk in the back of this room, you'd be on your face. And I, I could, I could imagine it straight away. I could imagine it. I think that's exactly what I would do. I would be on my face because of His glory. So, we are going to welcome His presence, and um, and then then it's out of my hands, hey, and it's out of um, Sam's hands. We, we want to say whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do. So, I want to start off just by telling, um, a sharing a prophecy that Dave Mack, who's the national director of Vineyard, had. Um, they were up in Hanma, the pastors. I, don't know, I think you had gone, Sam. They were up in Hanma having a, one of their um, retreats. And um, their grandson had recently been born. And, they, and Lizzie was holding, Lizzie is Dave's wife, she was holding their grandson. And she was walking up and down as they do. And they were all worshipping. And someone had a prophecy. Um, and they said, just like you're holding this baby, um, you are going to hold a new thing in the spirit. There's going to be a new thing in the spirit come. And in the midst of this meeting, Dave had this vision. And he said it was really clear that there was a well that opened up in the middle of the church, in the front of church, like right here. And he said this well started bubbling up of all this water of the spirit. And he said the thing that was most conscious for him is that the only way for people to drink of this, you couldn't reach like this to get it. You had to, you had to get down like this to get the water. So you had to humble yourself down to drink this water. So they thought this is, you know, there's a new thing coming. We have to humble ourselves to drink. Um, Dave, uh, at the time, they were saying they wanted to do some stuff at Grace, this is where I'm from, in terms of uh, increasing the prophetic um, happening in church. And Clark, one of their pastors, said he knew of a guy in Australia who would be great to come in. And Dave said to him, why don't you make contact with him? While they were in Hanwell, why don't you make contact, see if we can come? So Clark went on Messenger to see if he could message this guy. And he said, Dave, you're not going to believe this. He's actually in Hanwell. He lives in Melbourne. He said, he's in, he's in Hanma now. 
And so they thought, ooh, you know. And they said, we'll see if we can have breakfast with them. So they had breakfast. Clark and Dave had breakfast with this guy. And um, he was a prophetic guy, and he gave them a prophetic word. And he said, you know what? I saw um, something new was going to come for you. And he said, do you know the story of Marley and me, this, this Labrador that's crazy dog? And he said, I saw you holding this crazy thing that was almost out of control, but you were holding onto it. But it wasn't a dog. It was a baby. Wow. Now, Sam's knows the grand, their grandson that she was holding, his name's Marley. <laughs> now, that's either a real coincidence <laughs> or maybe that's the Holy Spirit. So all of, all of a sudden, this prophecy that Dave had about this kneeling down and having to drink because there's a new thing coming, that just took, for me, that just took, this is significant. You know, the Holy Spirit gives us promises, and I think sometimes, you know, those words just go flying over. We do nothing with them, but it's God. And if he says something, he expects us to add our faith to that. Like there's all the passages in Scripture, they're all promises, but they're only yours if you add your faith to them. Isn't that true? And it's the same for prophecy. You get a prophecy that doesn't legitimate. That doesn't mean okay, that's just going to happen. No, you have to add faith. You have to add faith, and then you have to act, and then that prophecy comes to being. So here's the question: Let's just say that this is real. Let's just imagine maybe this is real, that God wants to do a new thing with His Spirit, and He wants to. So, are you thirsty? That's the, that's the question. Are you thirsty? Because if you're thirsty, this is what the scripture, it says, On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and he cried out, If anybody is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart there's going to flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for as yet the Spirit had not been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So, So how thirsty are you? Are you thirsty for God? I um, This is a couple of years ago now. I was up in Whakataa, which is up in Auckland, at a vineyard leaders meeting. And uh, Barzi, who's a worship pastor, he had written a new song called Come Holy Spirit. And we started, it's a beautiful song. I don't, do you sing it here? It's Breathe On Us, isn't it? Is that the one called Breathe On Us? No, not that one. No, it's another one. Oh, honestly, it's... Um, Beautiful song, but as we started to sing this amongst this group, I felt this ache in my belly, like uh, like a physical ache in my belly. Uh, and I'd love to say I had this longing for God, but actually, what I, to be honest, it was a, I had a longing to have a longing for God. I really wanted to to hunger for God, like this was saying, you know, breathe, you know, come Holy Spirit and bring your fire and you know, do miracles again and all this. And I thought, I really want to have that longing. And I'm conscious that there's sometimes like a, um, uh, almost like a complacency in me, I, you know, with the Spirit, but I really want to be, have that fresh longing. <clears throat> so this is happening inside of me, and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And we're singing this thing. I could feel it rising. And then God said to me, Roar. And I'm in the midst of all these pastors, and I don't know about you, I just went cold with fear. Because I thought, 
I do not want to do that. But that, and I thought, he's, he's told me to roar. And honestly, I'm, this is legitimate. I'm, I'm feeling white, like cold. And because I know I'm going to have to do this. So as, I, as it's building up and building up and building up, um, Dave then says, okay, let's stop. Let's, anybody feel anything? And I thought, phew, it's over. And I, that, was, that was close. And then somebody shared something, and then someone else shared something, and then I thought, oh, this is just what happened to me. And I, as I started to say it, I burst into tears. Like, I started to say, this is what I felt. And what came out, I just burst into tears, and um, it, was still, it was still there. And then as I'm talking, I said to them, oh, look, I'm really sorry. Do you mind if I... <laughs> I said, I'm, I think I'm going to roar. <clears throat> and um, so, and I've talked a bit more, and I warned them three times. So I said, I'm, re- I'm really going to. I'm going to pray, and, and then I'm, I'm going to roar. And so I, I started to pray, and then I, I did. I, and like, as loud, I really, I can shout. And I really let rip. And then as it happened, I burst into tears again and it broke something in me. Um, because we, we do quench the spirit. That's what I was doing. There's a longing in us, isn't there? Like, don't, uh, there's a longing in us for the reality of the spirit. And God's intention for us is not, for, is not just religious. It's not just to go through the... We're meant to be full of the Holy Spirit. That's his intention for us. You know, there are so many scriptures, and possibly we can look at some of those, where that's exactly what he wants. But here's this um, scripture I found in Isaiah 64. I've just been uh, looking in scriptures uh, recently about seeking God, because I felt like there's so... Why is... um, John 17, it says, this is eternal life that you may know me. Like, that's his whole point, eh? That we might know God. So why is it so hard? If, if he really wants to know us, why is it so hard? Why is he so elusive? And we have to grope almost. Like, that's what it feels like, hey? We're groping after God all the time. How many scriptures, you go home and have a look, about seeking God. You'll find me if you search for me with all your heart. Don't tell me that it's easy. I just don't find it easy. Like seeking after, I mean, this is easy, but having real intimacy and genuine connection where he floods you, that takes, you have to push in to find that. And that's reality, you know. And there's a scripture in Psalm 27, I love this, uh, it's one of my favorite Psalms where it says, one thing I've asked the Lord, this is what I'm going to seek after, that I might dwell in the house all the days of my life, and gaze on his beauty. I want to gaze on the beauty of God, not just be at church. I want to gaze on his beauty, inquire at his temple. And then later on in that psalm, it says, you know, you said to me, seek my face, and your face I'm going to seek. You know, so there's a scripture in Isaiah 64 says this, there's nobody who calls on your name who rouses himself to take hold of you. You've hidden your face from us and have made us melt in the hand of your iniquities. To rouse means to shake yourself out of sleep and slumber. Isn't that, that's just our, that's how we are sometimes, eh? Don't you find you spiritually, sometimes there's like a slumber? 
comes across. We live in this world, and it's a world of unbelief, and it just gets in, doesn't it? And we become almost like complacent, and then we start cruising. But can you remember the passion and the fire and think, I want that. I want to be a man that's filled with the Holy Spirit and filled with fire. I want to, that's the person I want to be. I, and so here's this thing, again, this prophecy, are you thirsty? Then humble you, come and humble yourself and drink. And then what does the scripture say? It doesn't say then in, into your belly there will flow rivers of water. It actually says out of your belly, which is weird. Like, it's like this. You drink of this spring and I'll put in your belly a spring. I'll put that spring in your belly. And then out of you there will flow rivers of living water. That's what that's his intention for you, that you'd be full of God. One of my favorite scriptures, and because I, I, I love scriptures that um, I haven't realized yet, you know, they're not, they're not mine yet. Like one of them, John 14, is it 17? The works that I do, you will do, and even greater works because I go to the Father. Now, because I go to the Father, what's that mean? When he was exalted, he received the gift of the Holy Spirit, which he's then poured out. That's what I, because I go to the Father, means. Because I'm going to give you the baptism. I'm going to give you my Holy Spirit. The works that I do, then you'll be able to do. Because the same Spirit that's enabling me to do it is in you. So you can do those same stuff. So, so that's what that's what He wants to do. So, and there's some scriptures I love. These um, Psalm 42: As the deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for your God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I come and appear before you? Uh, Psalm 63, O oh God, you are my God, my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. Are you thirsty for God? Do you want to be thirsty for God? Uh, that's probably a better question, eh? I want to be thirsty for God. You know, I'm, I think if, and he promises if you are, he will satisfy you. He will, you will, and then out of your being can flow rivers I wonder how many people here that's your experience has been, you know, you've been filled with the Holy Spirit and you've done church, but some of that has got dry. And he says, I just want to refresh that. I just want to fill you again and allow you to encounter my spirit so that you can bubble up. One of the things that I get to, you get to my age, and um, you know what my greatest joy now is, is to help other people encounter the spirit. And I journal, and I was writing in a journal. So what do I have to do? I want to, we've got young guys who are going through Alpha back home just because there's the Holy Spirit weekend. They're saved. They just want to encounter the Holy Spirit. So they're doing Alpha just so they can do the Holy Spirit weekend because they, they really want to encounter. And they're frustrated because they struggle to encounter the Holy Spirit. And I'm thinking, I really want to do that. I really want to do that. So I wrote in my journal, okay, what do I have to do in order to do that? And I put one, be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's all. That's my first thing. If I want to help other people get filled with the Holy Spirit, I've got to get filled with the Holy Spirit. And then I wrote two. No, that's it. This, and I'm listening to God and thinking, what's number two? And no, that was it. If you want to help other people get filled with the Holy Spirit, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Period. So I think that's, that's my job. I just have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
So anyway, let, how do we do it? Here, um, did I got this quote from uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones? I used to read one of his sermons every morning in my devotions. He's amazing, this man. But this is how he talked about revival. A revival is an experience in the life of the church when the Holy Spirit does an unusual work. He does, is that up there? He does that work primarily among the members of the church. It's a reviving of the believers. You can't revive something that has never had life. So revival, by definition, is first of all an enlivening and a quickening and an awakening of a lethargic, sleeping, almost moribund church members. I didn't moribund. I had to look that one up. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. It means you're almost dead. That's what that means. But I wonder, that's, that's necessary, isn't it? I read that and I think that's what I need. You know, if I, if I want to be of any use for the Spirit, then I have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's his intention for us, um, that he wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, oh, this is the verse I was going to talk about. Ephesians chapter 3. Um, this is, uh, he talks about, um, that we might have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the length, the breadth, the height, the depth of the love of God, that you may know that so that you can be filled to the fullness of God. That's a passage of saying, I haven't real. that's not my experience. But if I could know the love of God, not in my head, not I know about his love, but if I could genuinely encounter his love, filling me, I would be filled up to the fullness of God. I'm not twisting that scripture, am I? That's what that says, isn't it? That's exactly what it says. If you would know the love of God, if you would know by experience the love, the height, the depth, the length, the breadth, you would be filled to the fullness of God. That's his intention for you. That's what, that's, that's what he actually wants for you. He wants to fill you so full of God that you ooze the Spirit. And it's not by striving and working and, you know, gritting your teeth and thinking, I've just got to be holy and I've just got to. It doesn't come by that. It just comes by encountering His love, receiving the love that you do not deserve, but that He just wants to lavish on you so that you would be filled filled with this love and be melted by it and ooze God. This is, that's, a, that's a simple message of the gospel, eh? The message of grace. I just want to pour my love on you so that you just get filled with me. And then you'll spread that out wherever you're going. So when people hear you, they hear God. They see you. They see God. They, you, when you put your arm around them, they're getting hugged by God. You know, that's, that's, wouldn't that be beautiful? When people come into this room, that they encounter the presence of God because you're all here, loving them. and That's our goal, isn't it? To be so filled with that. So, I mean, Jesus was a man full of the Holy Spirit. In Luke chapter 4, um, I'm not going to go on too much longer because I think, why don't we do this? Um, but Luke chapter 4, I love this passage. It says that Jesus... Um, was baptized, and then the Spirit descended on him in the form of a dove. And then it says, and then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, was then led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. And then he said, and then he came out in the power of the Spirit. 
And then later on in Luke chapter 4, it says he was, went into the synagogue and they handed him the prophet Isaiah, the manual, and he re- picked it up and wrote and read, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. That's Jesus. Hey? That was Jesus. Just the Spirit descended on him, baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then he went out full of the Holy Spirit into the desert. He was led by the Spirit, came out in the power of the Spirit, and then his ministry started anointed by the Spirit. Okay, that's fine for Jesus, but what about a normal person, you know? What about just a, that's, he's divine. So here's a, here's a guy that um, I get real encouragement from, this guy, Stephen. Um, and I'll just quickly flash through these, and then we'll, we'll actually put this into practice. So Acts chapter 6, verse 3, it says, Brothers, look among seven men. Um, so you know the story, eh? the disciples. The people have been filled with the Holy Spirit. People are are saying we're having to wait on tables and do all this sort of stuff, serving the poor. We really want to devote ourselves to the Word and to prayer. Choose among yourself these people. So they said, choose among yourself seven people who are full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. And so Stephen was one of those. He was full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. And then in Acts chapter 6, verse 5, And the saying pleased all the multitude, and then chose Stephen. He was a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. So, okay, so he's full of the Holy Spirit, he's full of wisdom, and he's full of faith. And then it says in Acts chapter 6, verse 8, and Stephen, full of grace and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. So he's full of the Spirit, he's full of wisdom, he's full of faith, he's full of grace, he's full of power. He was full. He was just a man who was full. And then the stuff that he did just came out of his fullness. Hey? And I think bottom line is God wants you to be full. And so often we just live with empty. Um, they reckon that uh, most Kiwis are half dehydrated. Like you mean to drink, what, eight cups of water a day? How many, anybody doing that? Oh, one, two? Yeah, yeah, does coffee count. Yeah. But most of us are dehydrated, um, and we just don't know it. We just get used to living dehydrated. And I wonder whether that's the case for us as Christians as well. We've just got used to living with less, but we're not satisfied. And if there was the option, I said I would want more. And God, I believe, is saying to us, okay, I'm opening up a well, and if you're thirsty, I invite you to come and drink. Would you come and drink of my spirit? And so that's my word. Here's the well. He's talking about his Holy Spirit. Would Are you thirsty? Then come and drink. And if you come and drink, then the way to do so is to humble yourself. Put aside your pride. And do whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do. And sometimes it can be embarrassing. Yeah. But you have to put aside you have to put aside your pride because you can't just tag the Holy Spirit on. You just you need to get get on your knees and really take a drink. So anybody interested in this? Why don't we stand? It's just wait in his presence.
Father, I just, um, you, we're so grateful to you that you, you've opened up the way for us to be filled with your life. That's, that's absolutely incredible that we could know you and that um, we can be filled with you and that is our desire. And Father, so, we are so sorry that we've allowed the distractions of this world to numb us and to distract us and um, to make us complacent. And Father, you've, you said, John the Baptist said that you would baptize us with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And we want to be a people who are so filled with you that we ooze you. And um, Lord, you love us, and we don't want to push that away or just have little tastes of your love. We want you to genuinely love us. How can we love others if we can't be if we can't first experience your love? So, Father, I just ask that you will, um, as as people respond and come, and um, maybe humble themselves before you. I pray, Lord, that you will fill us with your Holy Spirit. You'd be people being baptized again with your spirit, opening up their hearts to you and experiencing your closeness. So we welcome you, Holy Spirit. We say, hi to my tapu. You're welcome here, Holy Spirit. Folks, if, you, um, if you'd like to, if you're thirsty, if you are thirsty, why don't you come up the front and if, if it makes a mess, we'll just start pushing all these chairs aside. But there's a well at the front why don't you come and take a drink? Why don't you come and drink of the Spirit? And do, on a, I've said to um, Sam, I don't know what to do. After this, I've got, I've got no plan. So, um, but we'll try and hear what the Holy Spirit is saying and do what He says. So are you happy for that? And let's just do what He says. Be courageous. If the Spirit tells you to, to do something, then you do as you're told. That's all we have, that's all we have to do is do what the Holy Spirit he can be trusted. Yeah, he can be trusted. <laughs>